Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You're in. Not with me, Bram, no Marcus today, but with me per usual, I'm master of all things sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, I'm fired up to announce rejoining us, the Golden State beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, a man who attends every single Warriors press conference, practice, shoot, around, and game, and a guy who walked away very impressed by Poole's performance last night, despite the loss in Detroit, Mr. CJ Holmes. What's going on, CJ? I just, I just want to say I miss Marcus. That's all. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't even get like 30 seconds into this before you start pointing out what's wrong. And despite me giving you a huge compliment about your article, I mean, I'm, I'm literally I'm looking at this quote that I was going to read. Quote, Poole did what he could in the third quarter, offering an offensive masterclass that was nothing short of spectacular. CJ, I was going to say that you almost made me feel better after a shitty weekend, but now you can just go fuck yourself. And I mean, I bet you MT didn't even read your article. So there is that. You know, it's wild because, you know, when you think of that, that pool's draft clash, right? And the guys who got paid this summer, uh, Anthony Simons, Jalen Brunson, um, Tyler Hero, and you, you kind of look at how they've been playing this season. I think I was looking at, like, the top 50 scorers in the league right now. I think Hero is, yeah. like, top 20. Um, you know, Brunson's had some big games in New York. Anthony Simons, like, went off. Who, who were they playing that night? You know, when he went off, had, like, 18 – he had, like, scored, like, 18 in a row or something crazy. Yeah, like, I saw the highlights, but I'm not sure who he was playing, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, like – 
you know, when's Jordan going to have his his moment early this season? Because, you know, it was a little bit of a slow start for him. Um, I talked to him in the locker room last week, and, you know, one thing he kind of said was he's still trying to figure his way because they're asking him to, you know, with all the question marks surrounding that cert, that second unit, they're asking him to do a little bit more facilitating, and it's it, it's kind of hard for him to, you know, pick and choose the spots when he's constantly – you know, thinking about, you know, should, should I be passing the situation? Should I be looking for my shot? So bottom line is, you know, Jordan Jordan was, had been pretty solid in the, in the pair of games leading up into last night. But that's the moment I've been looking, waiting for to see from Jordan. You know, that's the moment where it's like, you know what, he is worth every penny that the Golden State Warriors spent on him this offseason yeah. kind of, you know, you know, reassuring the investment they made in him because like, he, he'd been really quiet offensively. And at the end of the day, while Jordan is a capable passer, he got paid because he gets buckets. So it was, like, I think Jordan needed that, you know, he got to do that, um, you know, kind of back home in Michigan, not really his home, but you know, back where he played his college ball. So that was a good moment for Jordan. Bad game for the Warriors, but uh, <laughs> good moment for Jordan. I mean, thank God we can pull something out of there, dude. It's like finding a diamond in an ashtray. You know, I mean, that that was a shit burger weekend and a shit burger loss against Detroit. But watching Jordan do what we know he's capable of doing was always good. Maxime, I don't know if it's one episode, two episodes ago, but you were a little concerned about JP. You, you thought that maybe there could be a, a different mentality following the contract. After uh, 31 last night, you feeling okay about him? Yeah, yeah. And I I think what I was saying was that we couldn't see it go either direction, right? I was giving him the benefit of the doubt while flagging that maybe it was a little bit of projection, but if I was to get a huge bag like that, I might sort of take my foot off the gas a little bit, and I'm stoked to see that he did the opposite. CJ, Maxime's really backpedaling now. He was really worried about him. You should listen to the clip. He was like, oh, I think his career is done. It was weird. It was some chicken little stuff. But I mean, it it is what it is. I tell you what, dude, we really need you. Not just Maxime. There's a lot of people whose confidence is waning here. And And it's like, I'm not saying, and it's like, I feel you, Maxime. It's just like, I wasn't, but I don't want to say I was worried about Jordan, but like, you know, Jordan did all that stuff he did last last year on a rookie contract, and he exceeded – there were no expectations for him entering the year, really, and he exceeded those expectations tenfold. So my biggest thing going into this year, for as far as Jordan is concerned, is now that there are expectations on him, now that he has gotten paid, how will he perform? And he came out slow, and that was a little problematic. But like I said, like, although – it was a losing effort for the Warriors collectively. You know, Jordan needed that. He needed that for his own confidence. He needed that to get going a little bit. And I think that that's the kind of game that you have to have in order to get on one of the, one of those, you know, you know, one of those gaudy offensive tears that we saw for him last year. So hats off to Jordan. He stayed in attack mode and, you know, with this Warriors team, that has been struggling a little bit offensive. They're going to need a lot more of that going forward. I mean, jokes aside, expect or expectations change things, right? If I sit down with someone I've never met and I try to be funny, that's it's fairly easy. You know, maybe there's some things that'll pop up that I can I can comment on. If I sit down and someone says, "Hey, Bram's really funny," and then they turn to me, it's a much harder fucking thing, dude. I never know what the hell to say. I kind of dry up. I walk away being you know anything but. Jordan's, you know, expectations have risen way up. It's a different thing to be considered a 25 point per game score. And then go out there and actually do it. So, yeah, of course, man, it's good to have a notch on his belt. 
But I tell you what, you know, there, there are a lot of concerns and we desperately need you, CJ, and here's why. So I'm just going to bang the whole glass half full, glass empty right now because there are enough concerns and I know this next segment is going to deal with. So first an admission, then some questions. Admission. Last week, ma'am, we did a new segment called Real or Not Real, where I brought up these concerns, we joked about, about them, and then we figured out whether or not those concerns were real or not real. But the admission to you is that it was tongue-in-cheek, man. I didn't really mean it. You know, the, the, we, we brought up the defense, we brought up depth concerns, those kind of things. But the only reason I talked about it last week was because everybody was panicking. And, it, you know, I wanted to put my, my tongue firmly in my cheek, deal with them, and then say, no, of course not. There's nothing to fucking worry about. Well, after this weekend, it's not as easy to immediately throw those away. Look, I get that it's early. I get it's only seven games, but they just lost to two young, fairly shitty teams. And more than that, I saw a tweet that said they are the eighth worst defense in the league. It pointed out that they are currently winless on the road and that they've gotten the fourth loss in the earliest portion of any other part when Steve Kerr was coaching the team. Uh, the, the last time the team had this many losses this early in the season was before Kerr was even here. So it's kind of renewed my concerns, yeah? So instead of just going right to the real or, or not real, although I have some for you, first I wanted to give you a quote that uh, you had in your article, and hopefully you can explain it to me. This is something you had from Kerr in that most recent article. Quote, there needs to be a sense of purpose and we need to figure out what that means. How'd you interpret that, man? You know, what would you walk away thinking? Where's Kerr at? How concerned are you? Give me a, an overarching opinion here. You know, it kind of, you know, I think what Kerr's saying is right now is guys are out there kind of playing in a haze, kind of going through the motions, kind of expecting to just show up and win games, right? Um, yeah. You know, I asked Curry last night, do you think that the issues that the team is facing right now, is it because of a lack of cohesion or a lack of effort? You know, Curry said that, you know, he doesn't think that it's an effort thing, but I think it's most definitely a little bit of both. Let's start with the cohesion, right? Sure. You know, and this is actually something I'm writing right now. Um, so while this is fresh on my mind, you know, I think a lot of folks, myself included, assumed that the Warriors got better this offseason. Like, right off the bat, you know. Yep. They, yeah, losing Gary and Otto hurts, but Wiseman was going to automatically take the, the leap as a sophomore player. You know, uh, Moses was going to take a huge leap. James was going to come back healthy and productive and look like a, you know, highly productive rotational NBA center. We assumed these things, Right. But the truth is, and this is something Curry and Kerr have repeated over and over again, you know, throughout these struggles is these young guys got to feel it. They got to feel the NBA game and experience it, right? Um, Wiseman hadn't played since the first half of his rookie season. Moody and Kaminga, their minutes were all over the place last year, but for the most part, they were bench warmers. Yeah. Right? Um kind of expecting those guys to just be inserted into a championship lineup and be high-level producers in hindsight was extremely unfair. Yeah, but Everyone involved who made those predictions, myself included. So when the team says this is going to take time, 
it's going to take time because the only way for them to grow is through trial and error. The only way for them to grow is through experience, right? So that is part of the reason why the Warriors are struggling early. That is part of the reason why that second unit has looked so pathetic at times, right? Right. Um, Because really – Outside of Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is the only one in that second unit who has any sense of continuity. Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green are playing in the system for the first time. And like I said, Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga, this is their first time playing extend, real extended minutes. And learning how to be productive in those minutes is something that can only be gained with experience. Then let's look at the other side of this, right? The other side of this is effort, right? Guarding without fouling, bad transition defense, or fouling too much, right. transition defense, breakdowns. I remember the other night in Charlotte, first quarter, P.J. Tucker's getting wide open dunks under the rim. You can't tell me that's not an effort thing. It, these guys, they're, you know, you know, heading to the season, Carl wanted to talk about, oh, I don't think these guys are like at the, at the conditioning threshold they need to be. We're a couple games in now. I think they have their win under them. I think they're good. But not getting back in transition, right? reaching in, all these fouls that are piling up. Um, you know, on the, at the defensive end, I think that comes down to effort and being locked in and being focused at that end of the court. Now, the inexperience of the aforementioned players we just talked about playing in that system contributes to that. But at the end of the day, you know, as a former player and, you know, what I've been, what I was taught over the years, that stuff right there, like blocking out, um, you know, getting back in transition, guarding without fouling and, and fouls power up, pile up. When your closeouts are lazy and you're out of position to the point where you have no choice but to foul, that comes down to effort. So the Warriors' early season issues are twofold. Right now it is a lack of cohesion, and I think there is an element of this that there is a lack of effort. Do I think they can turn it around? Of course. And they're not the only supposedly contender in this league that is going through this stuff. Kevin Durant's nets are struggling. Um, James Harden's Sixers are up and down. LeBron James is one in five. Um, you know, who else is struggling out here? Um, and you can't tell me that at least some of those teams won't still make the postseason and be a, a real factor when it's all said and done. But at the same time, you can't make excuses for this yeah. Warriors team. The Portland Trailblazers, they have a lot of new pleases themselves. They're reintegrating Dane back into the equation. What are they, five and one? Yep. The Utah Jazz, on paper, look like a G League team. And they're dominating right now. They're so, trying to lose and they can't. You're exactly right. You know what I'm saying? So you see the Warriors' issues. I do think they're correctable. But at the same time, you know, they're not going through anything. A lot of teams around the league aren't going through themselves. So while you see those issues, you can't make excuses for them either, especially when you have a Steph Curry, a Draymond Green, a Klay Thompson, three guys who have championship experience who know what it takes to live at a, uh, 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 to play at a high level. And one more thing before I pass it off, don't blame the second unit for all these struggles either. Yesterday, beginning of the third quarter uh, um, in Detroit, 
11 to 2 run to start the third. Yep. Starters were on the floor. Yep. And and a third quarter that the Warriors have used historically to come storming back, led by the adjustments at halftime and led by the veterans. Here's what I so I love that take. Love it. Love it for a lot of reasons. And I'm going to focus on the back half of it. All right. What everyone has talked about is the inclusion of the new roles, the new players. All of that is real. All of that's going to take some time to adjust. And we'll figure out how much time we think that's going to take with these next few questions. But what I love you pointing out, man, is the lack of effort. And I'll, I'll use an old analogy we've talked about in the past. I, if, if I grew up playing poker in people's like garages, you know, just bullshit games, $100 games, went through, had fun. And then somewhere along the line, I went to the World Series of Poker and was playing for real stakes against real people. When I went back to the garage game, you know what would happen? I wouldn't give one single fuck, would not be paying attention, wouldn't mean anything. There's no stakes. The idea that the Warriors are coming off a back to or a, a championship title defense and then are now on the front end of the season not caring doesn't surprise me at all that the veterans aren't locked in during back-to-back trips against two shitburger teams in the East. Again, doesn't surprise me. The stakes aren't there, but hopefully this lack of success, this kind of middling three and four record gets their attention. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tell you what, let's weaponize this. All right, so I'm going to give you a concern. You boys tell me if you think it is real or not real. Here's the first concern. The Warriors' defense can't stop anyone. Maxine, we haven't heard from you for a while. What do you think, man? Real or not real? I mean, it, that's a real concern. I don't, know, I don't know how much longer it's going to go on, but the numbers are painting a pretty clear picture. These runs that these not-so-great squads are going on, it's painting a pretty clear picture. Uh, we have some problems that we need to work out on the defensive end. CJ, stop my panicking, all right? I'm going to give you my panicked response. You give me the real one. So I, last week, I said, not a concern at all. For all the things you just broke down, new people, you know, new roles, all of that. But I'm starting to get a little bit worried, and I started pulling up other random things. They lost Mike Brown. You know, was Mike Brown really the architect behind this defense? Uh, they lost some urgency. There, there's some big things that have changed. We don't have GP2, those kind of things, all right? So after seven games, understanding where we are, is this a concern for you, real or not real, the Warriors' defense? Look no further than look no further than ESPN.com when you got the schedule and all the final scores laid out. They've given up at least 120 points in every game. <laughs> wait, wait, that might be right. Let me make sure we're on this. Let's see. I think he might be right. It yeah, doesn't feel wrong. At least 120 points in one, two, 
three of their first seven games, they've given up at least 120 points. And in every single game, they have given up at least 100 points. Now, granted, it's hard to hold an NBA team under 100 points because these guys are professional scorers, too. Um, But, you know, teams are putting up 70 and a half on them. Charlotte almost did it again. I mean, uh, not Charlotte. Detroit almost did it again last night. Um, you know, down the stretch when they need to chain together some stops, the like they had a chance to win last night in that fourth quarter. They couldn't string together the chain of stops they needed to really take back control of that game. So when you say the Warriors can't stop anybody right now, that's just the truth. They they can't stop anybody. They can't get the key stops, and you know their defense is affecting their offense. Their offense is affecting their defense. Uh, it's a little bit of a mess right now, and they're gonna have to learn how. To, they're gonna have to find a way to sort through it. If you had to bet something significant to you, right, rent payment, something, your salary, something big that would make a difference to all of us, you had to bet one way or the other. Will the Warriors figure this out, or will this defensive problem follow them into the postseason? What's your guess? I do think they're going to figure out because one thing covering this team last year I learned is to never to count this team out. There were so many stretches last year when the Warriors looked garbage. Like, this is <laughs> garbage, especially defensively. So many stretches last year. Um, but they always, some, somewhere along the way, they always found the way to rebound and get out and start chaining together some wins again. You know, it's early. You know, it's the, the, the sky isn't falling. We're seven games in. There's so much basketball left. Um, but what will what, but what they can't do is get comfortable with this. This has to be nipped in the butt right now. Um, and that's kind of what Steve was talking about yesterday after the game. He says he senses everyone knows what the issues are. Yep. Everyone knows what the issues are. The, but the biggest and most concerning problem is there isn't a sense of urgency in terms of correcting those issues in a timely manner because you know if you if you're okay with this if you keep letting it fester eventually it's going to become an infection and the warriors have to make sure that does not happen that that purpose quote seems to say that almost on the nose you know it's almost as if kerr realized look i i get that we all think this is early i get that we are used to being able to overcome obstacles and i know that we can but it's time to start taking this shit serious you know and and it's exactly as you just put it in fact i might steal the you better pay attention to this otherwise it's going to become infected entirely is there any way maxime to make it sound like that came from me like changing my vibe we'll figure that out post dude we'll figure that out post and uh and get that in why don't you take this next one um maxime and then we'll go back to cj for the concrete response concern the punch seen around the world is still impacting golden state what do you think yeah i'm concerned i think there's i think there's reasons to sort of read between the lines and see the tensions are Mm, more severe than they've been at the past between Draymond and the rest of the team. I think, you know, some of that stuff when the Lakers game with LeBron going over is still pretty fresh in my mind. Uh, it, it, specifically because of the way that it seems to erode trust between one of the key voices of this veteran squad and the young guys on the team. And if we're talking about, oh yeah, well, you know, Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, like they haven't really done this before, right? And, you know, they're young. And these are situations where you need somebody like Draymond Green. And admittedly, this is why we're excited that Iguodala is back in the fold. Draymond's not the only voice in the locker room that's going to be helpful for this kind of stuff. 
But there's there's no doubt that that plays into every component of why this is the earliest that we've um, lost uh, this many games in a season. CJ, the, the, for those who aren't watching the YouTube channel, and you should be, let me just go ahead and, and underline that. Um, CJ has a, a background that screams Miami hotel room. I know that because he's traveling with the team and because I follow him on social media. But I, that's just underlined. CJ, you're, you're traveling with the team right now. No better sense to get you know a, uh, a checkup on team dynamics than what happens on a road trip. Just from what you're feeling, being around them, does this thing still seem to be lingering or have they all moved on? You know, I'm not in the locker room, right? I only see what they allow me to see. But from what I have seen, I don't get any sense really that, you know, the Draymond-Jordan situation is still a lingering issue. I think that the issues they face right now is, you know, solely on the basketball court. But I don't think it is a byproduct of, you know, any – residual resentment from that situation. That's just my sense of the, of the matter. Good. No, good. Keep the mic. Here's our final concern. Last concern is the youngsters. The second half of our two title windows will not be ready come April. You know, and, and what we've said on this show, CJ, is that last year was kind of a head fake. We all called it two title windows, but it wasn't. They were a title team with exciting youngsters on the end of the bench who gave them, you know, three minutes. This year, it's both windows. They're going to need 20 minutes from at least one of Wiseman, Kaminga, or Moody in a playoff game. So what you've seen, you know, are you concerned about that ability? Can the Warriors get these guys ready to contribute, or is that something we should be worried about? I, I, think, that, I think that they'll be able to get them ready. Like I said before, you know, learning how to be a productive role player in this league requires time and experience. Um, you know, of the three, if I had to guess who's going to be most ready by playoff time, my guess would be Moody. Moody. Um, you know, he hasn't been perfect out there. And, you know, especially specifically like offensively, I think that, you know, a lot, you know, Kirk kind of talked about like the ball moving, the ball sticking in, in their hand, people's hands and things of that nature. You know, Moody isn't getting a lot of scoring opportunities because he's simply not touching the ball. Right. right. Um, yeah. You know, as we've seen through these couple of games, when he gets to that corner three, he's knocking it down. You know, the thing is, they just have to put him in a more of a situation to be more effective offensively and like defensively. I think he's been solid, hasn't been perfect, but he's been solid. Um, you know, a lot of Wiseman stuff just comes down to like feel and positioning and stuff like that and things that you can only be gained through experience. I am worried about Kaminga just from the standpoint that I know we're only seven games in, but it feels like. He's taken a step back. Oh yeah, and from he's what we in his limited minutes last year. I mean, last year he was checking into a game, you know, playing eight minutes and at least getting a couple dunks. We're not seeing any of those explosive plays this year, um, and maybe that comes down to just how he's being used or the fact that you know he's not really. But you know, yesterday he was out on the floor for a while. We just never yeah. really felt his impact. You're not feeling Kaminga this year. Um, I will say this though: if we get to we get close to the trade deadline and these guys aren't making the progress they should, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dubs make a move. But um, just being real, like you're not going to waste Steph's prime years, right? You're not going to like they're not going to waste Steph's prime years. So um, we'll see, we'll see. I do, I do think that they will that they can be and will be ready, and the team has to because if they're not, they're not going to contend. They're not going to be a factor in playoff time. 
So that's where I completely agree with you. Also, let me say, I'm, I'm kind of matching your panic with Kamingo. Here's what hell of worried me about that 19 minute stint we saw on Sunday. He looked hell bent on not making a mistake. You know, he didn't look like he was trying to use his athleticism. He looked like he was aware of all the concerns and his lack of limited playing time. And he's kind of, you know, edging around. And that's not why I really hope he doesn't put himself in that prison. But I tell you what, I owe you an apology, man. I can't believe I've made it this far before I finally notice your name. Carol Holmes, first of his name. I feel like I'm watching House of Dragons right now. <laughs> if we take a pause and we go off screen and come on, will you have aged like 15 years just like that show? Or yeah. <laughs> God, fucking time jumps. Just confused the shit out of me. Uh, but I tell you what, I've also kept you long, and here's why. I said we were going to end at three, but I've had this question that I'm so excited to ask you that we've got to stay on it. It's our only golden question. It's our only mailbag this week. And what they pointed out was that Grant Williams gave a pre- and post-game conference uh, I think yesterday dressed entirely as Batman. I think we may even have a little clip of that right now. We're just as good in the lights as we are in the darkness. I never heard the audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern. He's all the way in. Do our best job as a league. Oh, Did my. You? There's another clip of that audio that you should know where Jason Tatum walks by and literally says, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Which is just an incredible, just an incredible aside. But the person who sent us that clip went on to ask, have any of you boys ever gone to work in a costume? All right. So don't answer me. Let's make this judgment theater. Let's guess. All right. You guys can guess for me first. Am I the type of dude to show up at the office wearing any kind of a costume? What do you think? Nope. No, I feel like if they made it a company mandate, you might quit on the spot. CJ, what's your guess? I can't see it. The answer is, fuck no. I do not <laughs> wear costumes to work. Do they, now, they annoy me in a way that I cannot possibly tell you, and I'll give you a very recent example. Right now, I'm sitting in an office. It's post-COVID office, right? So where we normally had like, 30 people here. Now there's only like three or four of us. So it's a really small little group. One of those three or four people came today dressed up as a minion all the way, dude, like the facial, I mean, the whole thing. I, I had a 10 minute conversation with that person and refused to acknowledge it. Didn't say one fucking thing. We sat there awkward as shit. I couldn't even hear because we were fucking, I don't give a shit, dude. I'm, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not wearing a fucking costume and they shouldn't be either. So I'm hard out, hard out on that. All right. We go to Maxine. Do you think Maxime has ever worn a costume to work? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I feel like it's like an ironic costume, like not something big, you know, like you didn't come dressed as like a minion, but you wore like a name tag that people didn't see or like a hat that was that was somebody like a famous author always wore that hat, but other people wouldn't necessarily notice it. So an undercover costume decision. I feel like Maxime may have busted out at some point. CJ, what do you think? You agree? For sure. <laughs> not, not, not like, 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 I don't know. I just feel like, like you, you, you get into the spirit of things and, <laughs> you know, like you, you, you might not, you know, if it's like, like you and a couple buddies and it's like, Hey man, like we're going to, we're all going to like coordinate and do this. I feel like you'd be on board. You wouldn't like go out of your way to do it. But like in the spirit of camaraderie, you, you do it because you're a team player. I like that. Whereas I'd be the <laughs> asshole who ruined it for everybody. I was like, oh, you guys are hella stupid. I make something fun, feel like awkward and terrible. And yeah, that's probably on the money. Maxine, what's the answer? What a what a roller coaster. You know, the like for sure felt like big judgment time. And then it was like, ah, oh, that's really nice. Actually, thanks, CJ. I appreciate that. I uh, I remember uh, it's funny because like I don't I, 
My original answer was going to be, I don't remember if I had or not, which means that I probably oh, have at yes. some point. Um, right. <laughs> yes. And then I actually remembered exactly what you were saying, Bram, was the case, which is that, you know, you can call it a job, although I wasn't really getting paid. I went um, to campaign in 2008 to Colorado uh, on Halloween, and I was going door to door, knocking on doors, making sure that people like had their way to go to get to vote. And I was wearing a, like an Elmo um, hoodie. So yeah, a low key thing, but like had to do it because, you know, it was Halloween and everybody else was dressed up for the door to door work. Here's the kind of hater I am. If that happened, I'd ask you who you were campaigning for. And if I was not going to vote, I would a hundred percent vote against that person. Like, fuck you and your Elmo supporters. I am all the way out. That leaves uh, Carol Holmes, first of his name, slayer of costumes. Uh, man, I want to say no. I want to say no, but including the first of his name thing in there, I know that you're kind of like, you like comic book movies, you have that side to you. So I'm going to say yes, surprise answer. Not like you're not going to the fucking Warriors, you know, practice dressed up. Like, you know your parameters pretty well, but somewhere along the line, like, I don't know if you worked at your college paper or something like that, outside of an athletic context, you showed up and went full bore. You 100% had an outfit, kind of had some fun with it, went, went big. So my, my guess is yes. The, o- the only reason that I'm disagreeing with anything that Bram said is that I don't think it's a surprise answer. <laughs> is, can we put the Game of Thrones like, music under his answer here? You know, just, just in case we are, are, are right, it'll really make it triumphant. Uh, CJ, what's the answer? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, part, the, part, the part that you said that I know my parameters, that's key. Um, you know, I, I know how to read a room and it's funny cause you're kind of on the nose. Cause I remember when I was working at the school paper, we had like a, wear your costume to the newsroom day. And I was kind of like, uh, I, I was trying to be like the, the, the wizard to G man. It's like, they're like mascot. It's just like a muscular <laughs> guy with like a Jersey on and like, uh, and, but then, um, there was one time in college where I showed up to practice on Halloween. I don't know if I remember it was my freshman or sophomore year, but I have like a, Power Rangers costume on under my practice uniform. And the coaches loved it. Uh, I warmed up in it. And then they said, get your ass to the locker room and take that costume. <laughs> so they let me get away with it for like a solid like 30 to 45 minutes. And then it was just like, all right, it's right, actually time to practice now. So you can go. <laughs> but I'm always down for um, for some, some, festive, some festive spirits. Because that's just how I'm built. You know, it sucks. So we rewind this, I don't know, two minutes ago. And it's my answer. You know, and we go to CJ and CJ says, no, of course not. I felt like we like had something in common. I was like, uh, CJ and I are becoming pretty good friends. Something that will, oh, we've had, he knows I'd never do that. And then no, it turns out it was actually something that separated us. And he realizes I'm an asshole and a hater. So, you know, you can, I'll never get that five minutes back, CJ. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. I know I'm not alone. We missed you. I've been following up on you, though. I've been watching uh, or reading all of your columns, I should say. And for people who need to get way more CJ Holmes in their life, where do they go? CJ Holmes 22 on Instagram and Twitter. Likes not, I mean, retweets, not likes. Uh, for us, hop on our YouTube page. In fact, kind of a heads up warning here. We're going to be recording a live show on Thursday. We'd love to do that in front of you. If you have any interest, hop on our Twitter account at Warriors Huddle and you'll get a sense of when that's going to go live. Normally, it's 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. This week, it may shift a little bit. Like I said, follow the Twitter. You want to get us a question, let us know we did a good job, bad job, any job. That's an email that you can send to Huddle at WarriorsHuddle.com.
With that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully, see you next week. Good, good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.